Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what do you have going on on this momentous occasion? Ryan, for session triple digits, we are going to do a shallow dive into the life of American serial killer, Ed Kemper, and we get to the bottom of what a crime is. What about you, Ryan? A shallow dive into a shallow grave. We celebrate episode 100 with a true crime-flavored episode. Let the celebration begin. I have reached a stage in my life where I will eat whatever you bring me, Tyler. Whatever you bring me. I for a very long time have been one of those people where if you put a large table of food out, unless I was the first one there, I wasn't interested. A bit of a germaphobe, Tyler. Are you uh, Are you aware of that? Yes, I am very aware of your germaphobic tendencies, uh, but it's only applied to very specific things. Well, it's probably a little bit worse than you know about, and don't look so stupid now, do I? Omicron, heard of it? <laughs> But here's what I mean. Sounds like a transformer. I know. Omicron is destroying the civilization is the first sentence of the greatest YA sci-fi rom-com you've ever read. But here's my thing. It's been Christmas. I work in a bar. People bring in baked goods. People make things and they bring them in. I have always said thank you. I've always put them in my bag. I've always thrown them away later. Ah, waste of, waste of food. I Good. guess, you know, Good back, back in those days, I didn't think about that as much. Mm -hmm. But now, I don't know why I turned some sort of a corner, but I will eat that shit. Mm -hmm. And I can prove it by having eaten that shit. What did you eat? Well, somebody made me some sort of like a, a trail mix kind of baked thing with some Cheez-Its in it, and it was spicy, and it was delicious. Mm -hmm. Somebody made me some Funfetti cupcakes with no icing. Wow. Just an Oreo in the middle. Wow. What's your take on that? Well, first of all, you have to excommunicate that person from your life. You can't uh, allow that person to be around you because you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. It was very weird because when yeah. you bit into it, the Oreo was soft in the middle from being baked. It almost was the icing. By the face you're making on this audio medium, I'm seeing you're not into it. Is nothing sacred? Icing goes on a cupcake. Icing on cupcake. You see how that works? Icing, cupcake. Icing, Icing is cupcake. the best part of the cupcake. I think we can all agree. And so, full circle, session 100, a real milestone. I know we talked about it on the intro. True crime edition, quarter quell, Tyler. This is the point of all of it. If you're looking to murder somebody, I, I'm ready to be taken. I actually, I am working at a Longhorn down in the Miami area. If you're looking to poison someone, bring it on in. I am willing to do this for the show, Tyler. Not unlike Chinese water torture. I can't tell if this is a suicide note that you're sending out uh, audibly or if you're just looking for free snacks because I appreciate what it is you're doing if it's the latter. Satire? <laughs> when it comes to sustaining throat damage, my name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. What you want, 
Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to the show that wants to ask you something. To my left, would the defendant please rise, Mr. Tyler Menendez. Tyler, how you been being, brother? I've heard that too many times. I know, you look great in that three-piece suit, by the way, Tyler. <laughs> yes, your honor. Jeez. Can I get the arm cuffs off just for a minute? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm still flabbergasted by session 100. I have never committed to anything like this. So I, I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that we made it here. I'm sure that people don't truly understand what that means. I guess maybe some people do and some people don't because it's so easy to become excited by something. And then when the work comes in to discard it and move on to something else, you know, when you found your thing, when you're willing to fight through the hard stuff. And I think this episode, this session is worth you know, feeling good about, man. This is really a milestone. And then Absolutely. you add in the mini sessions. We've done way more than 100, and uh, I'm proud of us, buddy. Absolutely. And spoiler alert, at the end of this episode, we're going to kill a guy. Oh, it's about <laughs> friggin' time, bro. And it's by, about time. By true crime, <laughs> we mean we commit true crime. Yes, yes. Put together a mystery that unfolds before you <laughs> on this episode of Those Guys You Hate. Now, it's, a, it's a whodunit. Now, Guess what? We both did. Spoiler alert, it's about to be us. So I'm glad that you said that because there is such a history to this show. I just went back and listened to Session 10, which was our original true crime episode. And he did not like it. It was trash. <laughs> I don't like to beat up on myself, but it was terrible, and that show will never be good. <laughs> It'll never go anywhere in this and, in and this he, world. And here is a moment of seriousness where I say this show is a chronicling of our growth. We like to joke around, and whenever we do one of these true crime editions, sci-fi editions, live editions, we decided at the beginning to write the word additions. A-D-D-I-T-I-O-N-S. Yeah, that's how you spell it. As a joke instead of editions. Oh. And I was very worried that people were going to think that I was an idiot, and I didn't know whether or not I wanted to do it. <laughs> and now, looking back on it, that seems really ridiculous, yeah. and that's growth right there. Oh, yeah. Now, this was the thing that I told you before the show. I didn't know if I wanted to tell you ahead of time or not, so I am going to ask you, you're, Tyler. You're telling me now. I'm about to tell you the gayest thing that I did this week. Now, how, what we've done this once before. Mm -hmm. How do we make this work? Do I ask you the straightest thing you did this week? Do I ask you, Tyler, a gay man, do you have to say the straightest thing you did this week? Or do you tell me the gayest thing yes. you did? Yes, I mean, for future reference, I will say this is definitely something you give me a heads up on so I can think out a straight thing that I have done. Well, last time you came up with something great. I, you probably don't remember it, but it was really good. So I'm going to tell you the gayest thing that I can, did this can week. Can you tell me what it was? Uh, nope, I certainly cannot. All I right. just remember you shocked me with your revelation. So I'm going to tell you the gayest thing that I did this week. And there's a lot to choose from. Mm -hmm. But this week I bought Dr. Teal Ultra moisturizing bath bombs, Tyler. Oh. I've done a lot of bath salts. Yeah. I've never done a bath bomb. Mm, how are those bath salts? Eating any faces while you're doing it? I would suggest probably not smoking them, mm. Tyler. I think you just mm. pour them in the water and you'll be good. Probably don't even drink it. <laughs> now, Tyler, is anything coming to your mind of something straight you did? You didn't happen to stop by Bass Pro Shops or Killer Cockroach or... No, no, I... Um, I can come back to you, Tyler. I, I, no, I think I'm okay. I, I would say that I have actually switched 
my razor, I now no longer use one of those fancy four blade razors. I now he use uses a hatchet. I now use a single blade razor and I look like a man while I'm doing it. I think that's the best thing I could come up with. Now, when you say a single blade razor, you mean like a switchblade kind of thing? No, no, not it's a still. No. It still looks like a razor. Yeah, no, no. It still looks like a razor, but it's a single blade. Okay. That's I'll, it. I, there is a lot of razor wars going on right now because the money for blades is at an incredible price. What made you switch? Uh, a, the price, and B, those fancy uh, razors weren't doing anything for me. I was still cutting my my neck. Oh, you know what is funny about that? And then I will move on because nobody cares about this. Nope, not at all. I am still using the same razor that M- Gillette sent to me on my 18th birthday. I have never used a different razor than that. They have made thousands and thousands of dollars off of me just by oh. sending me the the actual razor part. So you have, you you saying... You're using the same actual razor. You've changed the blades. Obviously. Right. I'm using the handheld part. Gotcha. They sent it to me. I mean, talk about marketing. Brilliant. Now, (laughs) am I right? They sent it to me. They're like, you're a man now. And I'm like, I am a man. You you are right. It's just funny how you're reminiscing about how this company has got you. They did get me. It's like Apple. (laughs) It makes me want to switch, but my facial hair is just too important, Tyler. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I referenced Session 10, and what we did on Session 10, the original true crime episode, was I pretended like I didn't know what true crime was, and I tried to talk you into wacky, zany stuff. Sure. I'm not pulling that bullshit. We've grown up, Tyler. We've evolved. Well, plus, over the last 100 episodes, you have spoken at length about how much true crime you know. Well... He's an uh, expert, ladies and gentlemen. I am an expert, actually. Mm. I would say I have done over 10,000 hours of true crime. You mean of committing true crime or of listening to true crime? I don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> My lawyer is not present. I will not answer that. I don't. I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> Your honor. Now, I, this time, have actually taken some real things. Now, now here's, here's what I want to ask. True crime is like a catch-all for so many different genres. It's investigative. It's serial killers. It's law in courtroom Well, it's become much like, much like music, where it has just all these different branches now. It has many tentacles. All the, yes, lots of tentacles filling every orifice. There is a lot of different offshoots to the different kinds of true crime, like with CSI, forensics, all, sure. all that kind of stuff. Why do you think that true crime is seeing such an explosion in popularity? My guess would be that it's really, it's easily and can be well done audibly. Uh, because with a lot of different genres. You're saying within the boom of podcasts? With it, podcasts specifically, you can listen to them talk about a case. And it's interesting, as with doing a podcast centered around maybe science fiction or romance or something sure. like that, I would assume is a lot more difficult. Well, I know for me, what has always intrigued me by it, especially the serial killer stuff, which is in my wheelhouse, it's the psychology of it. I don't understand that psychology and- Yeah, I, you want to know what makes other serial killers like yourself tick. Right, and how do I beat them in numbers? So now you tell me this. I'm going to give you an example of something and you tell me if it falls under that umbrella of true crime, Tyler. Okay. I'm going to go back to true crime. All right, all right. Now- I, It is fun to say. I love it. It's one of the original things of this show and I go, Tyler- <laughs> True crime! That wasn't even a thing you had started. You just yelled at me, true crime. That is true. As often that's as you true could. crime. You know that's true crime. Now, I'm going to start here and tell you something we've talked about on the show. Uh-huh. 
Angel Lust, Tyler. Angel Lust. Are you familiar with Angel Lust? Angel Lust, isn't that the priapism? Isn't that the boner after death? A post-mortem erection found in people who have died traumatically, Tyler. I can't get post-mortem erections out of my mouth, Tyler. Yeah. Is that true crime? Uh, depending on how the person died. That's true crime! <laughs> depending on how the person died, yes, that is true crime. Well, it's, it is generally on somebody who has died traumatically, mostly... Somebody who has hung themselves or been hanged. And then all the blood rushes down. It's it's attributed to pressure on the cerebellum. Now, it's not just men. It's women in which their labia and clitoris become engorged, Tyler. Uh. That is female angel lust. So for everybody out there, if you're driving down the street, for all the teachers who are listening to us in their classrooms, kids, pussies can also get angel lust, engorged clitori. The clitorati, Tyler. You're just going to ruin that word for me. What? Clitorati? Pussy. Now, there also have been cases where men have ejaculated after death. True crime! <laughs> That's definitely true crime. Am I right? Uh, they could just be freaks. What? They could just be into that sort of thing, well, you know? I don't if know I'm going to go out, I want to go out on top. <laughs> or with somebody else on top because my triceps have gotten tired. Yes. Now that is true crime. How did they die, though? Uh, ejaculating an erection on a crime. True crime! <laughs> true crime! I don't, I don't even know what part you're talking about. Now, <laughs> so you're just saying the penises are true, true crime. crime! Now, now, finally, Tyler, I just want to just say everybody's interested in true crime. Nobody knows about this because Angel Lust isn't a catchy name, right? Now, what about this? I mean, Angel Lust is kind of cool. But what if we rebrand it? Okay. What about... So somebody's died, they have an erection, maybe they've ejaculated. What about morning wood? <laughs> what do you think about that? M-O-U-R-I-N-G. Yes, Tyler, we're <laughs> Not to be confused with coffin birth, we can reveal. Uh, the, the thing is, is that wordplay is going to make me giggle every time. That's true crime. You can't, be making, you can't make me giggle when we're talking about something Morning like wood this. is true crime and perhaps the name of the show, Tyler. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, Ryan, you, if you want to know what real true crime is, that, I'll tell you. That is true crime. I'll tell you what real true crime is okay. with a new segment. Someone should look into this. So let's hear, let's hear your interpretation of true crime, Hotshot. <laughs> oh, shit. Ryan. This sounds like true crime. I wasn't sure how to begin this. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the beginning of a song, and you, Ryan, determine whether this is true crime or not. Okay, so you're going to read me Song lyrics. Song lyrics. And I have to decide whether a song is true crime. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. I've got no inhibitions, so keep your keys out of your ignition. I steal a car like I got the curse. I can't resist the old lady's purse. Already doing blue collar crime here. Yeah, but okay, so we've got, we've got car theft. No inhibitions. He's ta uh, he's taking a, uh, an old woman's purse. That's a that's a purse jacking. And her car. Okay, yeah, that's-, that's Pretty fucked up. Uh, that's the beginning of a true crime. Next next verse. Jailbait, you look so good to me. Jailbait, won't you set me free? Jailbait, you look fine, fine, fine. I know I've got to have you in a matter of time. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say you're only nine. <laughs> oh, thank God. A little bit less true crime. Yeah, but still, okay. That's now jailbait is defined by the by Webster's Dictionary as somebody being underage and sexy. Sure, uh, sex should, should, wait. Should we 
Am I committing a true crime? I think so. Okay, you're close. <laughs> okay. You're close. Okay, just really hot then. Did my throat <laughs> throw you off? Did my face throw you off? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, example of true crime. All right, and let me just move on to this next one and then we're done. Uh-huh. Well, I don't care if you're just 13. Oh, no. You look too good to be true. I just know that you're probably clean. Oh, There's one little thing I got to do to you. Is that your crime? What is it? Wait, well, what is it? What does he have to do? <laughs> it's implied. Is that that thing Meatloaf was talking about that he won't do? <laughs> is that possible? No, no, because that's not true crime. That's not real love. I think he's talking about anal sex. Uh, we can you. But uh, I think everything that you just said, I think that's true crime, that, Tyler. Is that true crime? That's true crime. 911, what's your emergency? Officer, this guy over here, he wants to bang a 13-year-old. Who is that, Tyler? That's 911. No, but who is the person in which we are sending 911 to? That is good old Ted Nugent. Wait a minute, Tyler. If everything that I know about Ted Nugent is right, he's totally sane. Yes, yes, it's so shocking to hear that he would sing a song like this. You know what, after that cat scratch fever, which is literally the only thing I know about Ted Nugent other than <laughs> he's a white, he's a right wing, I almost called him a white ring, which is pretty close too. Pretty close. A right wing wacko. Yeah, he, this guy needs to be investigated. For sure. And 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 so in case there's anybody out there, the people who defend uh, OJ, the people who defend Bill Cosby. Who's defending the, OJ? The, well, it's been a while, statute of limitations and whatnot. Uh -huh. uh, this is in his own words, okay? In Ted Nugent's, not OJ's. Maybe somebody should just go poke around this storage space. Perhaps someone should talk to that mother. Wait a minute, officer. Don't put those handcuffs on me. Put them on her and I'll share her with you. I got to tell you, that voice came from 1983. <laughs> it was a 1980s song. It is terrible. I, the fact that anybody ever enjoyed that type of music, no, I, I mean, I guess I'm giving just my judgment here, but yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is listening to that? Admittedly, after he's done doing all his pedophilic things, he, he goes off into a pretty awesome guitar solo. Okay. So, yeah, you know, you go ahead still and, true crime though. You go ahead and, and shred that guitar and that training bra, which makes me sad. And we need to talk about it on the Depression Index. I'm sorry about that. Nice segue. Ugh. Shred the training. No bar. one cares. You don't know what to do. The world has all what the Depression the Index is is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly. Crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how was your holiday mental health? journey this week and also did you stay current on your antidepressants i did six days ryan that's great tyler hold on i'm gonna give you a holiday one of excuse me a true crime i, I get there's so many things happening right now a true crime one of these and two Yay. tyler very nice work we do that to celebrate people staying consistent on their psychotropic drugs because that's how they work mm-hmm well, Ryan, for session 100, I have once said, you gotta celebrate the little things. You gotta celebrate the- Like my dick. You gotta celebrate the big things too. Unlike like, my dick. Like his dick. Yeah. Um, session 100, we've made it all the way to three digits. 
I just want to say congratulations to us. And uh, and don't Re hey, really congratulations, Tyler. Really congratulations. You, you put a lot of really hard work into this. We both have, and and we're we're seeing some of it culminate. Agreed. And uh, and don't murder. I'll just say that for my depression index. Don't listen to him. He's not in charge of you. So this week I'm at a five, right? If you want to murder, come on down to Longhorn in Miami. You got to do the rest of the work yourself, and I'll eat poison. Go ahead, Tyler. One, two, Ryan would stop inviting murderers to our place of business and household. If you don't live anywhere close to here, we'll, we'll, we'll board you up. We'll shuttle you over. Yeah, we'll give you a little place to stay. We'll chew the fat, you and I. Uh, All right, Tyler. Depending I, on the person, it might be somebody's real fat. I'm with it. I'll make an uh, overcoat out of your skin. Now, Tyler, I am having a good friend of ours on for this depression index. Do you know a little guy called Borgor? Decisions. This week is about decisions, mm. Tyler. When I say that my depression index is about decisions, what do you immediately think about? What, do, what does that mean to you, Tyler? Well, you're playing that song in particular, which brings back up a lot of memories of the decisions I used to make when I was younger, going to raves and listening to that kind of music. I freaking love that song. So it's a great song. So decisions is all about the things that we choose to do in life. Sure, and I am gonna take that one step further. Now I want to like concentrate on slowing down here because I get stuck so often in the shtick, but this is something that truly means something to me. So let me see if I have enough control here after spending so many hours behind this microphone to bring it down. Okay, here we go. I believe in you. Borgor, warm me up. Decisions. Now at some point, and I don't know when it was, and perhaps you will recognize some of this, and maybe the people out there have no clue what I'm talking about, and maybe some of them do. At some point, I made the decisions that I was, for lack of a better way of describing it, a piece of shit. Mm. I, at some point in time, without ever consciously knowing that I was doing it, I decided that I was a bad person who didn't deserve to be loved, who didn't deserve the finer things in life. What, what you know, the Hallmark Channel told me I'm supposed to get. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Um... Just like you don't go to WebMD to figure out your illness, you don't go to Hallmark Channel to figure out your relationship. My chlamydia has AIDS. You're gonna, you should really get that looked at. They cancel each other out though. I don't think that's medically sound. And the thing is, is a lot of these decisions that we make, that we all make, um, uh, that negatively impact our life, are unconscious decisions. Sure. These are things that we think about and do consciously. These are things that, these are behaviors that we have established over many years. That's exactly right. And so I found myself, and you and I have had conversations very similar to this. I have found myself sitting quietly, just questioning the idea of where was I when this decision was made? What point did I decide that this is how I deserve to be treated? Was it one decision? Was it a series of decisions? That's more than likely what it is. Piece by piece. Yeah. And then once that happened, and I've asked you this before, when you've struggled with your own self-worth, is it true? Is it true? Are you really a bad person? If you are a bad person, what constitutes the decisions in your life that have made you a bad person? person. Those people who drink baby blood. They're they're bad people. Let's hear them out, Tyler. They're, they're bad people, Ryan. Hillary Clinton, I stand with you and your thick ankles. <laughs> That's mean. I, baby Th blood or not. Your thankles. Your thankles. <laughs> You'll thankle me later. <laughs> Now, that's rude, and I'm very sorry. Whether you drink baby blood or not, I shouldn't make fun of your thankles. It's To all the babies that can hear me. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Now, 
Um, and, and that comes down to the decisions that I make today. I have made conscious decisions of, I am worth being loved and I am worth being treated with respect, especially by myself. So we all need to focus on our conscious and subconscious decisions. This week, I am at a three. Ooh. One, two, three. Come on, damn man, spin it. You know what, Tyler? This week after uh, losing Christmas with my family, uh, not being able to see my girlfriend for a week, having that hotel trip that I paid a shitload of money for canceled in my face hours before I was supposed to leave. Mm, you're poor wiener. I am so impressed with my reaction to it, and I'm proud of myself. I'm growing up, and I'm still making mistakes all over the place. But damn, am I headed in the right direction much like this show session 100 true crime we freaking love you guys all right tyler let's go ahead and do a non-true crimey segment just wedge it in here even though this is all true crime this is true crime baby mm -hmm. let's do oh. this week i am reviewing dr teal's ultra moisturizing bath bombs okay <laughs> weak ass shit okay i'm dead ass serious i throw that thing into the hot water the bag that's surrounding the bath bomb doesn't even dissolve i've had to rip it open with my freaking hands dr teal if you are a freaking doctor i would like to see your credentials and uh instead of spending all your time in medical school maybe invest in some somebody who knows something about packaging because that shit is wacky yo your your your, your bath salts wah, the, the the bath bomb just don't even get it don't even get it. That is my weekly book nook. Boo. Your weekly book nook somehow became a white guy rant. Well, you're just <laughs> complaining about something. It's the gayest thing I did you, this week, and I am pissed. You didn't even rate it. You just... You, I rate it. I rate it terrible because I'm doing it by hand, and the little beads inside aren't even breaking up. I look like an asshole. Covered in beads. Covered in beads. <laughs> this ain't Mardi Gras. I'm trying to have a bath. Right. For Session 100, my weekly book nook, sure. I chose the show Archer. I'm okay. going back through the show Archer. It is a show on FX about a uh, about a, a spy that we always used to joke when the show first True came crime? out. Reminds us of Ryan. He truly does. <laughs> His personality. He truly because he's a bastard. Or of old Ryan. Of old Ryan. Not new Ryan. Of old Ryan. God, I was so cool. <laughs> I truly was, man. Before I developed a conscience, I was fucking kick ass. Yeah, 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 you were pretty cool back then. So tell me about the show for anybody who doesn't know about it. It is a comedy where you follow the lives of these uh, different spies. And a James Bond-like like character. He's, but he's very selfish with severe mother issues. It uh, is a comedy, at times a dark comedy. Yes. And it is excellent. I Very well written. Highly recommend sure. it. The uh, H. John Benjamin, uh, the voice actor of Bob from Bob's Burgers, is the voice voice actor of Archer, the main actor in the show. And, and he, he does an amazing job. And the son from Dr. Katz. I don't know what Dr. Katz is. Sure, sure. Oh, is uh, that the really poorly drawn cartoon? From like when Comedy Central started. The the gym, it was the gym coach and whatnot, right? I don't remember. Anyway. So nonetheless, uh, Archer, definitely worth watching. I haven't Excellent. seen it in forever. Also a first name that's an occupation. Also... What I wanted to be on Halloween a couple different years, but I didn't want to shave my beard. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now let's go ahead. Let's take a break. Dr. Teal, get your shit together. And when we come back, we're going to have a more soothing bath experience. <laughs> Thank you. 
What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. You gotta put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So, what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal you know you won't because you're lazy that's why you haven't moved out of your parents house we love you thank you for supporting those guys you hate and let's get back to the show those guys two lovers forbidden from one another the war divides their people and a mountain divides them apart Build a path to be together. Yeah, I forget the next couple lines, but uh, then it goes. You hate. Secret dead serious about the uh well i'm being dead serious about the dr teal thing and but i'm also being serious about the water torture thing i'm sure you are you're gonna regret it um yeah no i i mean it i i want to see if this is actually gonna work out tyler the word awkward is spelled awkwardly have you ever noticed that yeah very much so it's a lot so, of w's you're right it's just falling out all over the place and as you spell it every single time you're like this can't be right what's that k doing this looks there? fucked up yeah. there should be two more of them am i right <laughs> tyler okay I have a way to deliver another idea that I don't know if this is true crime or not. Session 100, true crime episode. I'm going to ask you something, but I'm going to deliver it in the way of a segment that we're accustomed to, okay? Okay. Non-true crimey segment on a true crimey idea. Are you ready? Let's do it. Ryan's Vault of Sound. Now, on Ryan's Vault of Sound, what I do is I find some audio that I think that we can have a little bit of fun with, and then you and I, I really, it's just a way to play stupid-ass noises on a stupid-ass show. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with this segment? I am. Okay. Now, let's hear what I am going to assault you with today, Tyler. I can't wait. Now, before I get into what I actually want to find out is true crime or not, Lenny, street producer Lenny, he was in here last week. Yes, stunning, he was. stunning performance Did a great by job. our man Leonardo, mm-hmm. who has a new respect for the audio medium. Yes. He said, As he should. As he should. He says, I listen to the show all the time. I can't believe that you never react 
to what Tyler says. He's like, you're so selfish. You're always, you know, all these things are true and it hurts to hear. Mm-hmm. But he, when he was in here, he's like, it happens so fast. I'm trying to construct what my next point is in three minutes of the show has gone by. And yeah. I, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. So all you out there who think you could do what we're doing, come down to my house. I'll punch you in the face. Now, Tyler, he said, you know how we have different sounds that we use all the time? He's like, not going to punch you in the not, face. Not every single episode, but, you know, we use stuff often like... Yes. Are, are you familiar with that? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of gay. Uh, the, all these different things. Street producer Lenny thinks that we should add this one kind of as like when we need to get fired up about something. Tell me if this puts you in the right headspace. Are you ready? Ready, ready, ready! Go, go, go! It's like Joan of Arc directing her army. What do you think of that? That is very intense. Joan of Armies? Jo- that's, that's very intense. There's something about that that just raised my cockles. It's a it, it's a battle cry. What do you think that that is coming from, Tyler? This comes from... A literal battle. Listen to it one more time and tell me what the visual is that you think is attached to this audio. Are you ready? Ready, ready, ready! Go, go, go! I have no idea. Honestly, that, it, that sends me into a panic. What is it? It is a woman getting a dog ready for a dog show. Okay. True crime? Well, yeah. I mean, she's yelling <laughs> animal, at her dog like that. Animal abuse? Yeah. That, that woman, we can all assume, does not feel good about herself. But, Tyler. <laughs> she sits. Yeah, I went directly there because I'm sick of the way that that fucking lady acts. Tyler, there is something that is being played on television that I believe is a true crime, and it's hiding in plain sight, and I want to know if you agree with me. Okay. Okay, Tyler, are you familiar with this small piece of audio? USA, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is uh, Robert. I'd like to get up to 30% off my auto insurance with SafePilot. Now, do you know what that is, Tyler? What I've just played for you? A commercial for SafePilot? Sure, and are you familiar with this person? Hi, this is uh, Robert. No, who's Robert? Robert? Yes. Robert? Robert? That is... Rob Gronkowski time. Oh! Hi, this is uh, Robert. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Now, I know you're familiar with what it is that I'm talking yes. about. Yes. So I am. I, I want to, first of all, just point out, for all of you who don't know, this is a historic tight end in the National Football League, uh, you know, on pace to be the best tight end ever throughout most of his career. Well, one of the greatest at his position to ever play the game. Not known to be the smartest Bulb in the chandelier. He is a jock. Robert. Now, here's my problem with this commercial. They've set him up to fail. Listen how they make him talk. USA, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is uh, Robert. I'd like to get up to 30% off my auto insurance with SafePilot. That sounds the way that a kindergarten student would describe something to you. Not everybody is comfortable in front of cameras on a microphone and they can get a little robotic when they when they do get in that position. Maybe he was a little camera shy. Well, I will tell you, I just heard him as a voice actor on Family Guy and he was way looser. It was more fun than that. I yeah, think they but, asked him to do that. Yeah, but I would imagine that he and Seth MacFarlane are buddies of some kind and it's very jovial. Made up he, stat. Jovial when he goes in there. Made up stat. I bet you that Seth MacFarlane wasn't even there. I bet that they had him driving to a studio next to his house. We can review. Okay, and so this commercial I'll get goes my boy Seth on, on the phone. to say this. This is Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski. I'm not a member. 
Like, I believe that they have put him in a position to fail. They Why? make him sound he is, like an idiot. He is Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski. Everything he just said is accurate. This is the voice that you would assign to a, a goldfish if it could speak. This is Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski. I'm not a member. Now, this is the question that I I'm going to I can see an animated you. goldfish speaking like that. Now, this is the question that I'm going to ask you. Is this a true crime? Mr. Gronkowski, USAA is for the military community and their families. That's what makes us special. Oh, but I'm special. USAA yeah. is still now, the, it's, the it's a retarded joke. It is a retarded it's joke. It's a retarded a joke. mentally challenged joke, but, Tyler. But we're just talking about the joke itself. I'm not calling anybody uh, it. They're making... They're, they're making a, I'm not in on that. They are making a retarded joke. Okay. I, they're making a joke about mentally challenged people. Now, the thing to listen to here is... When he says, I'm special, listen to the moment of silence afterwards where they're pointing out, we know that this is wrong. Mr. Gronkowski, USAA is for the military community and their families. That's what makes us special. Oh, but I'm special. USAA. True crime, Tyler. Is that true crime? No, that one he willingly went in and recorded this. True crime on all the handicapped people who are watching that. They are dragging them through the mud, wheelchair and all, uh, a stick in your spokes, and that is true crime. Oh, but I'm special. No, that should just make, going, uh, no, that is not true crime. That is low-hanging fruit, okay? You are just using what you, you wanted to point that out. You just wanted to point out that it was a mentally challenged joke. Oh, but I'm special. I, I think that that is shocked. When you and I saw that on TV, we were shocked by uh, it. Very much and so. And I did want to use it on the show because it should be pointed out. Not it's your no, crime, though. It, uh, where is the FCC? Why is nobody focusing on this? Everybody's paying attention to what Howard Stern is doing. He, what's Howard Stern doing? I don't know. Do people talk about Howard Stern anymore? You know what? To that, I'm going to say, hold your fire. Yeah, yeah. No, don't need, no need to fire, guys. That is not true crime. Okay. You want to hear true crime? Pretty sure that's true crime. You want to hear some true crime, Ryan? Oh, shit. How about true crime number two? <laughs> In 2020... Our true crime has been number two on this episode. <laughs> it really has yeah, been. Yeah, you're right. 2020 was a difficult year for everybody. We saw the wealth gap explode from a fracture to a canyon. We obviously can't count on the wealthy, the very people who are causing this problem to fix it. That leaves the politicians. Oh, and they're definitely not criminals. The men and women who actually have the power to make real change. And that leads us up to our second crime. Lobbying. Uh, I believe that to be totally true, and I'm interested to hear what you have on this, but that is probably one of the worst true crimes going on that is true criming <laughs> at this Let moment. me get the facts out here. I'm sorry, but seriously, somebody needs to look into that. I love where your head's I know, at, though. Tyler, I love it. Tyler, you got me fired up. I mean it, too. You might have to play that sound of her getting the dog ready for the show. Oh, but I'm special. <laughs> oh, did I get no. a dog? All right, I want to hear what you have to say. Are you ready? That pucker's my butthole. That's good. In 2020 alone, $3.5 billion was spent lobbying Congress. That much, how much money was given to the men and women sure. that are in power? It's like a little, one of those bags that they give you if you go to the Academy Awards, That's, you know what I mean? And it's got a Rolex yeah, in it. It's got a, a, an anus bleacher. <laughs> I've got my own thing. I'll you. do that for the show for, too. For those, for the show. Yeah. For, I just for, don't like the way it looks, Tyler. For those of you who do not know, lobbying is essentially legal bribery. It is, I donate to your campaign. What's the opposite of frowned upon? And I would, and I would like help with this problem. It is a tit 
for Tet. Sure. So Ryan, now I ask you, true, truly, is that true crime? One of the biggest true crimes going on right now is the way that the government is bought and sold, and I don't just mean here, but it's the one I'm familiar with, and it's not just legal, it is part of the process. Yeah, oh yeah, that is the system. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um... 911, what's your emergency? These assholes right over here, they're taking money and giving away our freedoms. That Arrest them! That is, that is absolutely true. And the only problem with your situation there, Tyler, is the people coming to arrest them are the people themselves. So, oh, boy, wow. we were, Wait, we could trust them to arrest themselves, right? Who will guard the guards, Tyler? <laughs> Politicians. The, the other guards that we're going to hire to guard those guards. I think that makes sense. More guards, right? Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> now, Tyler, I don't know how true crime any of this has been, so we do need some form of actual true crime. Mm -hmm. What do you have going on for your segment this week, buddy? So, for my totally original idea, I know you love this one, Ryan. We have got another first podcast on the right. Wow, I love that idea. I am, and where are you getting that name from? Wow, spooky, scary sounds. I made that myself. That's incredible. Right? It's not bad. What do you mean you made it yourself? I got two sounds and I put them together ah, to create look at that you, sound. Bro. Woo! Audio engineer in the hizzle. <laughs> I am an audio engineer the way that a kindergartner coloring inside the lines is an artist. Oh, but I'm special. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's time for another one of these segments, Ryan. Would you like to explain to them what this segment is all about? The segment is where we take something ooky, we take something spooky, we do an ooky cookie, and then we describe it to you piece by piece, something that is a little bit darker, Tyler, is in the macabre genre, something that's, dare I say, true crime! It is definitely true crime. Let's hear what you got. I know what you're talking about. I'd say one of the lesser known serial killers. This isn't Ted Bundy. This isn't Richard Ramirez. This is one that I think a lot of people, unless you're a hardcore fan, don't know about. Yeah, very much so. He did not make a big splash the way that the other people that you named did. Yeah, why do you think that is? Well, you should tell people what we're talking about instead you're of just right, talking you're about You're right. We are going to get into Edmund Kemper. Edmund Emil Kemper III was an American serial killer, cannibal, and necrophile. And uh, known mama's boy. Oh, oh, I mean, mom, the thing is, is he is a mama's boy the way that uh, Kel from Keenan and Kel loved orange soda. He loves it. It was too a, right. a, a, a dangerous place. If you're going to love your mom, do it like that. Okay. <laughs> now, did he have a nickname? Wasn't he like the campus killer or the. I am so glad you brought that up because I wrote right here. His other names include the co-ed killer. That's the one. The co-ed butcher. Eh. The Ogre of Aptos, which is kind of mean. That's a that's a jerky thing to say. <laughs> and, and this one's my favorite, Big Ed. Okay, listen, <laughs> I may have chopped a lot of people into tiny little diced pieces, but I still have a heart, okay? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, and you know what? I missed one also, which actually this one, for realsies, might be my favorite, the Mad Titan. The Mad, uh, that's a little bit too sci-fi for me. What I am going to say is the co-ed killer is the one that he's known by the most, yes. right? Well, that's the first one up there sure. on, the, on the list. Sure. I just love Big Ed. Hey, Big Ed! Hey, Big, got, it sounds like he's going to fix your car. Hey, Big Ed, you got any heads on you, do you? Big Head. Ryan, do you remember the two things that stood out most about Edmund Kemper? Uh, his relation, I mean, just in my personal estimation. No, no, no. What are the two most popular things that people would think of when they think of Big Ed. Uh, his size. His size, absolutely. He came in at six feet, nine inches, or two put 2.1 meters, 
and weighed 300 pounds. So he's about my size. Or 136 kilos. Yeah, sure. exactly. You guys are like twinsies, basically. Theater of the mind, Tyler. And the second thing, remember, being his intelligence. Yes, his intelligence. And there's another fact that immediately comes to my mind with him, but I don't want to spoil. No, 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 please. I, uh, his, his recording of audiobooks. Uh, that's right. That's he, right. He, while in jail, spent, because I would assume of a connection to his intelligence, thousands of hours of audiobooks, and he was darn good at it. You could find that on the internet. I think he's still doing it, as we a matter can of review. fact. Because he's still alive, still in jail, still doing all he that stuff. He is not dead, Kemper. <laughs> the, average, the average, because you hear it all the time, and it's such a myth. Uh, serial killers are super smart. Actually, not, on not average, serial killers, on average, are dumb. Yeah, a lot of them get away just by being so dumb that you can't chart their their progress. Very much so. Yeah. And the average IQ is 100. This guy's he took two IQ tests while in jail. One came out to 136, the other 145. Sure. He is a certifiable genius. Anything over 130. His parents divorced when Ed was 9. His father left and he went to live with his mother. He seemingly had a good relationship with his father, but his mother was by all accounts evil. She she dealt with severe issues, and and not to take this steering wheel and turn it somewhere else. Go for it. But a conversation that I have all the time: the deepest, darkest people who deserve our scorn and dare I say our wrath are generally people who have come from some deep, dark places. Hurt people, hurt people. Absolutely, yep. very well said. So I mean, he came from a place of constant constant abuse she constantly insulted him and belittled him constantly called him a in her words real weirdo because yeah. of his size and that and that doesn't cause any sort of scars on never a child she flat out refused to, sh to show him any affection because it might turn him gay well I mean, <laughs> at least something she did make sense and he and was straight when he went out sure <laughs> tyler Probably because all that work she put in. Now, what I will say, another detail uh, that, that stuck out to me in the realm of what it is that you're talking about is she used to keep him in the basement. Tell me if I'm stepping on your dick. No, no, you're good. She used to lock him in the basement because she didn't trust him with her daughters. Now, my question is, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And that's a good question. Did her locking him in the basement save the daughters or did it doom other women down the road? Did she create some of that behavior by trying to stop it when it wasn't there? To my, and my complete and total guess, my guess is that by the time that she had started locking him in the cellar, he was already too far gone. Cause he was, I believe nine when she started locking him in the cellar and he started exhibiting animal cruelty at the age of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a doctor. That's bad. Yeah, that is That's very bad, y'all. Yeah, yes. and, and the thing is, is that, you know, imagine your mother telling you, and this happens all the time. Luckily, it didn't happen to us. You're too fat or you're too short or you, nobody's going to like you. That's going to fuck you up. Your family plays such a huge part of your psychological, you know, growth. Well, in our human DNA, we are already, the way that salmon know to where to swim upstream, we already know to designate our parents the people that we listen to. Sure. We already take in everything from our parents. These are the people that you can trust, even if they're giving you the worst advice in the world. So if your mom is saying, you're a rapist, you will always be a rapist. Go sleep in the basement, you big, tall, stupid fuck. <laughs> Uh, what? Mom, is that what? you? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm just reading a text message, Tyler. I'm sorry. Is that on air? Please give me a moment. And uh, and and I would imagine that the, the damage that that does to you psychologically would be 
irreparable. I'm sure she never paid a price for it. Uh, kind of, sort of, just a little bit. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And, and you know what? The worst thing that I think she did to him overall, uh, emotionally, was she constantly told him that no woman would ever love him. Well, and the Told thing, him that on a daily basis. And, and the thing is, when you henpeck somebody, and I, I don't even like using that word because it's usually spe- specifically about women, but when you're constantly, if you're, I, I've had some of this behavior, and when somebody is constantly correcting you and making it seem like you can't do anything right. You're sooner, not good enough. Sooner or later, that person's going to believe it. Let's yeah. be careful with what, what signs we're sending. Yeah, and I'll say this on a personal note. She said that, you know, like I said, she didn't show him affection because she was scared it would turn him gay. What the? I, I think, I, I mean, really, and I think this is kind of obvious, I just don't think she was capable of showing that affection. I she, would like she, to know what her childhood was like. She didn't know how to show affection. Exactly right. You know, and he was born in the 40s, which means she was born in the 1800s probably, so her life was obviously miserable. She was a chimney sweep that never had <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no, and it was, and life used to be terrible. Really terrible. But you know what's, you know, mental health was a thing back then too, man. Prove it. I can't. There is no <laughs> there is no proof, Tyler. Well, by age 10, as I said, he had already displayed acts of killing animals. That's sad. Yes. And uh, Ryan, would you please explain the serial killer triangle? Well, it's the Jackson triad, right? Is Jackson or McDonald? It's the, I'm asking you. I think it's the McDonald. I think it's the McDonald triad, and it is three things. It is wetting your bed, which is kind of inexplicable to me because that just seems like a physical thing. Well, I think thing. that one is wetting your bed long past the age that you should be wetting your bed. I'm still within that time frame, am I not? Absolutely. It is arson, and that one I understand because fire is beautiful. Fire is awesome. I, I was a bit of an arsonist as a child. As was I. And adult. Yeah. And third is abusing animals, mm-hmm. and that is because you don't have empathy. The idea of inflicting pain on something that is powerless against you gets the old Jimmy moving. Am I right? And there's also a fourth one that is not part of it, which is prefrontal cortex damage. Oh, yes. Which happened a lot back in the day when, you know, a, a swing at the playground was 45 pounds because <laughs> it was made of lead. <laughs> hey, take this bat and go swing it yeah. at each other's heads. Go put, have fun. Put the asbestos <laughs> down and go outside with your brother. Where did you get this mercury? Dead camper. <laughs> He's so, and I probably shouldn't laugh as we're going into this. Uh, at 10 years old, he buried the pet cat alive, dug it back up, and uh, once it had died, decapitated it, and then placed its head on a pike. Mm, like Ned Stark. A f- Spoiler, oh, spoiler, yes. alert, spoiler alert. Uh, and keep in mind, Tyler, and this is just coming to me now, leaded fuel. He's, La- oh, yeah. He's alive at, at, the, at the high point of leaded fuel. Oh, yeah. It's a big business back then. And we don't have to worry about all these fucking assholes with cameras in their pockets. We can just live our lives. <laughs> you can just be a, pure, a serial killer in peace. <laughs> True crime. Like, Quietly. Am I right? A few years later, when Kemper perceived the new house cat as favoring one of his sisters. Right, row. He cut it into pieces mm. and kept it in his closet. I like to beat up that pussy. True crime. That was true crime. That was true crime. He, that Against true humanity. Crime. He, a year later, he ran away to stay with his, with his grandparents. He actually went to go find his dad, who he got along with, found out he had started a brand new family, and after a couple months, the dad sent him away because he just couldn't handle it and, anymore. And because he's a psychopath in the That's making. That's exactly what I'm talking like, about. I've got a good family, and you're over here <laughs> pulling the wings off of bluebirds. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and those are big. Oh, God. Bully of the bird world, by the way. They are. They, yeah. I saw you're saying they deserve to have their wings pulled well, from their backs. A little vigilante justice in the backyard. 
All right, let's get into the killings, Ryan. Shall, I just yeah. want I just wanted to get into what made Ed Kemper Ed Kemper. I think that's the interesting part. Or excuse me, I should say what made Ed Kemper Big Ed into the co-ed killer. Well, his first murders were his grandparents. While his grandfather was out getting groceries, he got into a fight with his grandmother. Yep. Left the kitchen, came back with a rifle, shot her right in the head, and for good measure, shot her twice in the back, and then for good measure after that, stabbed her a few times. Second Amendment, Tyler. I'm sorry, what? Second Amendment. To murder people. I got bear arms, Tyler. (laughs) I got bear arms. The right to bear arms. And then uh, when his grandfather got home, waited for him to exit the car, shot him dead right there. And when asked, why did you kill your grandfather? He said, I didn't want him to see his wife dead. Yeah, he, he wanted to save him the pain. Which... In some sort of weird, twisted way is kind of nice. Sweet. Ed Kemper, a little misunderstood. Am I right? Uh, uh, no. No, uh, you're not right. Uh, uh, unsure of what to do, he called his mom. Mom, I just killed my grandparents. What do I do? That's an awkward conversation. Who, who, told, who told the local police, uh, who told him, call the local police, which he did. He just okay. called him and told him what and he, he did. he also was very close with the local police, wasn't As he? As an adult. This he, is while he's still 15 oh, years old. Oh, that's right. As an adult, he was. He had it expunged. He was, yes. He was deemed a paranoid schizophrenic. He was sent to Atescadero State Atescadero State Hospital. Nailed it, nailed it. Ugh. Which is a maximum security facility which houses mentally ill convicts. It's Arkham Asylum. And they He's staying at Arkham Asylum. They didn't have a cell big enough for him. And then Ronald Reagan got into presidency and just let all those people go. <laughs> You're good. Get Yay, out of here. Reagan! Well, I just saved us $27. On his 21st birthday, he was released. Happy birthday, Ed. Happy birthday. And uh, and he was released at the behest of his probation psychiatrist. These are the people that are supposed to know whether you're crazy or not. And they're not only, not only did they say that he should be let go, that he should have his childhood record expunged, you Fucking morons. That is, uh, you know, hey, there are, it's really hard to gauge some of this stuff. And of course, after he's become the co-ed killer, it's yeah. easy to look back and say, hey, you bleep this up. But it's really hard to gauge somebody's mental acuity, especially when they're intelligent. Because a lot of times, like something in this situation where you're smarter than the person who's cross-examining you. I mean, look at what I've done to society, Tyler. Uh, let's. That's a different episode for a True different crime! time. <laughs> that's for episode 200. Uh, and, you, and you know what? You said the perfect thing. During his stay while he was there for a few years... He actually helped those scientists, those psychiatrists, come up with brand new tests when it came to hostility in patients. Sure. So working so closely with these people, he learned how the tests worked, learned how to beat them, and tricked the very people that were supposed to be studying him. He got like a full... A letter of pardon saying he is a model citizen, he has totally come around, so on and so forth. Trust him with your children. Make him a security guard. Give him power. (laughs) He'll never commit a true crime. He's president. In in my mind, he's president. And that was a young Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) Well, he saved up enough money after getting out of jail, moved to California where he stayed with a roommate. Liberals. And in that time, he in an 11-month span, he would kill eight people yes okay now what did he do to gain these people's trust tyler this was 
In the 60s and the yeah. 70s, Ryan. You had to trust strangers. You could hitchhike back then. Or else you weren't an American. You Exactly. Which is bad. You could, <laughs> You people believed in each other enough back the then. the fuck is you people? To hitchhike. The yeah. people who hitchhiked. Those people. It seems incredible now, right? It, it, it's crazy to me. I see it's a little crazy. kid out riding his bike down the side of the street, and I'm like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> Get back inside! <laughs> So on his to and drive from work, he noticed how many hitchhikers there were. Sure. Specifically, young women hitchhikers. And not many his size. No. Yep. No. He saw a group of uh, young women hitchhikers, and he got the idea to, hey, I should start taking them home. For the first roughly 150 hitchhikers that he picked up, he dropped them off with no incidents. He called them his test runs. Ted Bundy did a lot of this. Oh, yeah. You, you build up to it. That's why people, that's the, the McDonald triad. It's a buildup. The, and then they start breaking into houses. And then they start breaking into houses and hurting people like the Golden State Killer. It starts out in one place and it always keeps escalating. Yeah. That's how crime works. Yeah, well, with this, I will say where I know what you're talking about, where where um, John Wayne Gacy, he put himself in a position to kill the, his, his first victim. He put himself in a position to do that, stabbing the guy with a knife. And then he came in his pants. And then he came in his pants. With this one, when he got the idea to start picking up hitchhikers, since that moment, he had rope, gloves, all these different kidnapping tools in his car. He knew Listen, what he was going to do. Intelligent people don't just rush into battle. They <laughs> they try to, you know, and much like the uh, the X-Men had the danger room. You got to practice these things, <laughs> oh, dude. The danger Love room. the danger room. And, and that's what it is, is he was, it wasn't that he was building himself up, although that was going into Part it. Part of it. It was, he was testing the, the waters. He was seeing, what do I need to do to make sure this goes perfect? What happens if I do this? Now, one day... He picked up Mary Ann Pess and Lou Chessa. Look out behind you! Without them noticing, he changed direction, came upon a secluded wooden area, handcuffed, and then strangled and stabbed them both. He put their bodies into his car, brought them to his apartment where he photographed them naked before dismembering and disposing of them. I got to be honest, the dismembering of bodies has to be a very particular type of awful. Not only is it just, would it destroy me psychologically? It's a lot of hard work. Oh, yeah. Cutting in between joints and peeling apart Bone. cartilage Bone. is just, yeah. I, I can't even imagine. I guess it helps to be six foot nine to be able to put some weight on it. Yeah, he's got 300 pounds behind his no. sawing arm. So you got to think he's got to get a couple repetitions in before he has to take a break. But I'm just telling you that I, I really imagine not unlike sucking a dick, it would do me irreparable mental damage. Mm. Well, a body. much like sucking a dick, you won't know until you try it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping next time goes a little bit better. <laughs> Call me Jason. <laughs> Five months later, he picks up a 15 year old hitchhiker, his youngest victim, Iko Koo. Again, drives her to a remote location, raped her and murdered her, then repeated the process of bringing her home, photographing her, having sex with the body, all that stuff. But he's already escalated into raping them, raping her while she's still alive. Right, I was thinking that. So this one, she, he was willing to for her to fight back. He's, he's up in the ante, basically. How does he rape in a car at six foot nine? I mean, I can't imagine him, you know, taking a shit on an airplane. No, no, he, I don't. I, and I don't know this for certain. I don't think he did it in the car. He drove to a secluded wooded area got out. and then got out and did it. It did it to them. I can't imagine if you ran. I'm getting way off track here, but I mean, <laughs> six foot nine. I feel like I could juke you, you know? 
But anyway, but I these digress. people are obviously terrified. This last victim was a 15 year old girl. June Iko, get your fucking steps in. I don't think she was thinking about about Calvin Johnson him and juking him out and running off <sighs> into the woods. Eat it, hooker. Now, four months later, Kemper was living with his mother again. He picked up 18 year old Cindy Shaw. Fatally shot her with a 22 caliber. Now, here's another thing that we see. His method of killing has changed. Usually, they stick to one type of killing. Sure. He has now gone on. He's done stabbing. He's done strangulation. Now, he's moved on to a handgun. Yeah, that is very interesting. Usually, people stick with whatever murder weapon they begin with. It usually means something to them. For sure. Yeah. Like, the first time my machete found flesh, I just knew right then and there that this was the weapon for me. Machete. Machete. It's, it's an extension of who you are, Tyler. Now he is, exactly. Now he is staying at his mom's house. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done in mom's house? I love you, baby. I won't respond to that. But it involved <laughs> shameful admissions, baby. Oh, man. Could I do that for a mini session one time? Absolutely. Aye, aye, aye. Now, Again, like I said, he's staying at his mom's house, so he brings the body back to his mom's house, leaves the body in the car, and when she leaves for work in the morning, brings it into the home, has sex with the body, removes the bullet from her body so they cannot, um, uh, what's the word? Trace it back to him. They cannot trace it back to him. He then decapitates her. Mm -hmm. He would then perform, new word of the week, uh, very quickly, uh, uh, trigger warning for anybody who's, you know, ever been decapitated. Please continue. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to all the headless people out there. <laughs> he would perform on the head. Fellatio? Erumatio. Which is where you. Which is where you face fuck the, the head. Fellatio is when somebody sucks the penis. Right. Erumatio. We can review because this is the first I'm ever hearing is, of this. Is when the guy thrusts the penis. So he fucked a head that had no body. He skull fucked the skull. Now, and in, in obviously we're getting into points here that, that are unnecessary. Is his dick coming out the bottom? No, like a, I Like don't. a pair of biker shorts. No, all the photos that I looked over, it looked like it was like tucked up in well, there. We can review on that one too. Yeah. Yep. All right, now less than a month later, we have gone from five months after his first kill, four months after that. We are now... Less than a month later, okay. he picks up Rosalind Thorpe and Allison Liu. Mm -hmm. Again, kills them both with a 22, mm. brings them back to his mother's house, mm. decapitates them both in the car. Wow. He, he cut, cuts the head off of two bodies while he's waiting in the car. That's like a Gallagher show inside your car. It's you're just crazy. never you're just never gonna get those watermelon seeds out of there. You, <laughs> you think you think having sex at that size is difficult? I do. Can you imagine cutting heads off at that size he's, in a he's, car? He's found his sweet spot. He's in a rhythm, man. But he's I mean, like, uh, you know, sometimes the hoop just looks like it's the size of an ocean. You can't miss. <laughs> okay, Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his tongue out for some reason. He now leaves the heads in the car, right. carries both of the bodies right. back inside the house where he proceeds to have sex with all of the openings. Mm. And for his final two murders. We'll call that a hot pocket. He... You call everything a hot pocket. Hot pocket. For his final two murders, he would kill the ultimate target of his ire. Which I would say is what all the other killings were about. That is exactly right. Yeah. That is exactly right. His mother. Yep. He goes and kills his mommy. In April of 73, after coming home from a party, her son waited for her to fall asleep and then beat her with a claw hammer. Was she being a bitch? And just her whole life she yeah, was right. Well, yeah, well, you know. Uh, it's the claw. Wait. You're afraid of the claw. <laughs> that claw specifically, yes. It does not tickle. Yeah. And then slit her throat. Yeah. A little angry. Very. Again, decapitated her, performed a 
with the head. You fucked his mom's head. Fucked his mom's head. I gotta be. I, I'm gonna stop you right there, Edmund. We're gonna need you. You're gonna need to talk to somebody because I'm I'm getting worried about your behavior. You don't say. He then proceeded to place it on a counter. Now I can. All things considered, I can kind of see this part. You're still with him up to that part? No, no, no. I'm against him against all of this, except this next part right here. I'm glad that we found a spot that you and Edmund Kemper share, you know, understanding. Yes. He proceeded, because if I am going to cut off my mother's head, I'm going to do this. He proceeded to place it on a counter and scream at it for over an hour, getting all of his stuff out. Had he Now, when you say getting all of his stuff out, had he already had sex with it? His words. I don't agree with the sex thing. Okay. I agree with the yelling at the head thing. Okay. I. But then I'm all out on this. He then used it as a dartboard. <laughs> he, just, it's kind of, he really ruined it there. This is why we can't have anything nice. You know, we got the, the, the family's coming over for Easter later. And look at this fucking thing. It's like a dog is chewed it, Edmund. He couldn't clean up for us. So finally, what, what, how did this all end up? <sighs> well, his big plan was to cover for the murder. He was going, he invited his mom's best friend over the next day to hang out with her and his dead mother. Yep. Dark face. Killed her. Yep. And the whole plan was to tell the police, oh, they went away on a trip somewhere and just never came home. Right. Went on a thousand mile drive drink or eating caffeine pills staying awake the entire time thinking he is in the middle of some manhunt where the entire country is looking for him nobody even knew what was going on at this point sure makes the thousand mile drive i think he wound up in colorado mm -hmm. and realized he didn't have the drive anymore now that his mother was dead and he didn't put this together at the time but now that the target of all of his anger was dead he didn't have the anger anymore. And so what did he do? He called the cops and wow. told on himself. Oh, well, there you and, go. And at first, they didn't believe him. Because as you said at the beginning of the segment, they he was buddies with the cops. He looked up to the cops. Well, not just that. He tried to become a cop. Sure. And it didn't work out. Well, that's didn't. what I mean. He looked up to the, the occupation. Very much so. But he would go and hang out at this local bar where all the cops hang, hung out. And they so, all knew him. So they knew him. And yeah. not only that, they liked him. Sure. He, was, he, was, he was one of the guys. And so he called him. And called the, this police force, who he knew everybody, told them what they did. They didn't believe him. Yeah. They thought that he was wasted and just playing a joke. So they said, all right, Ed, go get some sleep. Call us back later. He waited a few hours, called a police officer directly that he was buddies with, told them what had happened. They went and investigated, and, uh, and he turned himself in. And that is why I think it's so interesting and why I think or why I think it's pretty obvious that his mother was the centerfold of his anger because once he murdered her, that's it. He had no drive left. And that, Ryan, is first podcast on the right. Nice, nice. And, and, and I think really the moral of the story there is having kids is not unlike buying a cat. At some point, they're going to eat your fucking cheeks. Oh, Can I we all agree with that? I thought you were going to say very much like Russian roulette. Eventually, the bullet's going to fire. A, a cat will eat your dick if you die in your apartment. <laughs> and if I, Can I just do one quote to, to end this? I think I know which quote it is. And this quote, if I have the right one, is often attributed to Ted Bundy. Mm. But it is one Edmund Kemper. Please go ahead. Well, one question in an interview as to why he decapitated his victims. Is this what you're thinking of? Yes. He explained... The head trip fantasies were a bit like a trophy. You know, the head is where everything is at. The brain, eyes, mouth. That's the person. I remember being told as a kid, you cut off the head and the body dies. The body is nothing after the head is cut off. Now there's the head, though. Well, that's not quite true. There's a lot left in the girl's body without the head. Okay, that was not 
the quote that I was talking about, <laughs> and, it, and it left me with a punkered <laughs> bee hole. The one that I was talking about was, you know, when I walk down the street, and I'm paraphrasing yeah, here, of course. I, I don't have it written down. When I walk down the street and I see a beautiful woman, mm. I'm just like everybody else. I think, oh, she's so incredible. I wonder what it would be like to be with her. I wonder what our life would be like together. Yeah. And then another part of me wonders, what would her head look like on a stick? <sighs> and that Ooh. is one Ooh. fucked up Ooh. Edmund Kemper. Now, Tyler, we've gone really long, so I'm going to ask you just very quickly, is this true crime? I need to ask you, Tyler, true crime. Is this true crime? All right, go ahead. On Christmas Eve, you and I made a commitment to one another that we were going to get drunk together, and then you left me high and dry. <laughs> true crime! Tyler <laughs> fucking left the party, true crime! That was fucked up, Tyler. It wasn't even a party. Dude, there was no other time that I can remember in the last, you know, year or two where I said to you, Tyler, let's get drunk tonight, bro. Let's get irresponsibly hammered to where we regret it in the morning. Sure. And we got about three drinks in. And Tyler left me. True you, fucking crime. You are glossing over the fact that we were expecting to go to a party now because of COVID. Parties don't happen anymore. Well, there was a group of people. We got there, and it was a depressing atmosphere. What time is better than to get no. drunk? True crime. You're an asshole. No. True crime. You want to know what true crime Stop pointing at me. Do it. You want to know what true crime you is? dick. This is true crime. Ryan, Yo. we have got... Fucking evil mastermind on our hands. I saved the worst for last. No. You want a puckered butthole? I'm going to give you a puckered butthole. Good, because it is just way too loose. <laughs> Ryan, the Hoover Dam. You heard of it? Sure. The Hoover Dam, right now it has been reported that at the end of July 2021, the water elevation at Hoover Dam was 1,067 feet or 325 meters, the lowest it has ever been in history. Ryan, someone is stealing our water. What? True crime. Man. True crime. True crime. True crime. Right, water is at all time high, Tyler. True crime. That's a true crime. I know I'm supposed to be on the other side of this. Water is at an all time low. Low. True crime! That's a true crime! That's a true crime, Tyler. I'm glad that you brought it up. We need to get to the bottom of the Hoover Dam and just see what's going on down there. Am I right? Do you not like me? True is crime, is? Tyler. Ryan was, to do this. Ryan was supposed to do the thing where he was supposed to play the, the serious I'm a wild card, baby. He does, no, you're just yeah. an asshole sometimes. That's, a, that's a, I appreciate you saying sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I like Tyler, you, but sometimes I just... Session. You frustrate me. One. Hundred. You frustrate I, me so I, much. I, I'm genuinely proud of you. You've been putting... You know what? Speaking of which... Tyler, I brought it up a bunch. Tyler's been putting in so much work, sitting down here toiling in the dungeon that is this smelly room that we're in right now. <laughs> and he is putting all of the video... He is putting all of the podcasts that you're listening to right now on YouTube. The reason that I'm bringing it up in this fashion is we don't get anywhere close to the same love on YouTube that we get on podcasts. So mm -hmm. if you are listening to this, if you're not doing anything, if you could shut off the internet porn for one second... Go over to thoseguysyouhate.com and reward Tyler for a lot of his hard work by looking at our ugly mugs. It'll add a little something, something. You'll be able to see more of the love between Tyler and I. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com for a second, put the porn down, and come look at our porn. Get magazines like a regular person. Paper cuts or else it didn't happen. Uh, and please go over there, reward Tyler. He's really been putting in a lot of effort and we're not seeing a lot of return on those. And that makes me sad for Tyler because I'm not helping him. So, Tyler, great job for the last 100 sessions. Thank you. And uh, I love you, bro. I love you, I, I too. Wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. What? That's true crime. Is the moral of the story. Ryan, the moral of the story is... 
the real true crime these days is how mean we're being to each other. It almost seems like we get a high. Not even it seems, it is. We're getting a high from pissing other people off. Genuinely pissing other people off. Oh, I own the libs. Oh, I own the, the conservatives. I oh, do own the libs. I, I, you know, I own this, I own that. Suck a dick, Tina Fey. What about, what? Why Tina Fey? When I think of liberals, she's a celebrity that really stands out to me. Okay. You got to be a liberal to be on Saturday Night Live, right? Got to. Are there any conservative uh, famous people? Oh, famous people for sure. Yeah. And they're all white. Please continue. Mm, we got to do something about that. <laughs> white people? <laughs> so, yeah, that's my moral of the story. White people, uh, true crime! Just, just be nicer to each other, man. Even when somebody's being a dick to you, just be nicer. And I promise you, do you ever walk away from a situation where you're being a total asshole to someone and go, man, I really showed him? No, you feel like a dick. You're exactly right. I talked about it on session 99, mm. where the idea of... I put all this effort into learning how to treat people unless they do something that hurts my ego and then they deserve it. And that is where you really get to show your true growth is by being kind to someone who doesn't deserve it. Yeah, it's really easy to be kind to somebody who's super nice to you. Your mama. The real, ch the real challenge is being kind to somebody who is uh, actively being rude to you. Being you know? the type of people that you don't want to see in the world, more often than not, we become those people. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Uh, my moral of the story, this one is extremely self-serving, and really this show is turning into some bullshit here. Turning. But I do want to wish everybody a very happy ho holiday, the Festival of Lights, Tyler. Uh, a, a very happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa season. As a matter of fact, if you don't celebrate any of those, I hope that you're just having a great time in your life right now because there are so many things to feel bad about and you have to find your own happiness i also want to use this moment to wish my girlfriend an incredible happy birthday happy birthday to you. we are those guys you hate be kind or we'll kill you Uh, Red yes, circle. Yes, yes. Tyler Menendez. Yes. We should get a tiger waterboarded for the show. No. Why not, no. Tyler? Because I'm not getting tortured for the show. I'm not going to do it. Will you do any sort of torture just just to see if it's really as bad as I mean, every? I, I mean, could, ball could, torture if it's with one of those uh, oversized uh, feathers. I've got and that. They, and they tickle it from torture. Tickle it from afar. That's celebration. If you're, if you're really ticklish, it's torture. I. What about? Uh, listen, this is the point that I'm making, and Please that's get the to point. It already. The point of this show is to bring information to the masses while keeping it entertaining. There's no chance that wood chips under your fingernails are that bad. That's it. No chance. There is you're no saying chance. There's no chance. Because it seems really bad. It can't be that bad. Am I right? No. Uh, it, there's no way that a glass tube in your pee hole, then shattered from the outside with a hammer, claw side down, is that bad. There's no chance. They used to do that to prisoners of war to torture them. 
I mean, come on, let's go. Everybody toughen up a little bit. You know what I mean? Get your hands in the dirt. <laughs> that's it. That's how you know you're a man. When you're peeing blood out of holes that aren't your urethra, Ugh. that's how you know you're a man. I am, I am saying this. Street producer Lenny, if you're out there, you are our engineer. I am willing to be Chinese water tortured for the show. Tyler said there's a Mythbusters where they only went about 45 seconds. There's no chance. Don't quote me. That that's real. I, I bet you I could do it. I'll go into some sort of meditative state. I could at least last a minute 15. I, you're putting yourself in a position. I'll do it. Somebody, I'm dead serious. I know you will, but it's, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it afterwards. <laughs> and that is the theme of my life, it, Tyler. Uh, what is life without whole, branding? The whole point of this is to go into it, uh, or, or the whole point of the show is to tell people to learn from our mistakes. If you're going into a mistake actively know, knowing you're making it, you're sending the wrong message. Tyler, you and I took a bite out of an onion. And you're comparing that to torture. I don't know. That 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 onion sat very poorly in my You in took my a belly. second bite! You took a second bite out of it. Because I'm a whore, Tyler. There was no reason to take a second bite. You took it. I'll do anything for attention, Tyler. I was a kid who would eat a bug on the playground. It's just how I am. I'm going to get waterboarded for the show. Merry Christmas, Tyler. I, I will not. Happy? You won't? Okay. Yeah, we're, Merry, we're moving on. We Merry Christmas on. to you. Merry Christmas, Tyler. Uh, 12, 26, 21. How was your Christmas? St standard? Uh, normal no deviation from my normal schedule right. i will say that that's right yeah, everybody in our family like so many of you out there uh everybody got covid got what at, at covid there's this thing going around it's called covid and uh and yeah we had to cancel our plans as a family yeah yeah i mean this is the cross we bear yeah time. i know it's, this it's is the, the worst thing ever we bear. and uh it was very strange we didn't see any of our family on christmas day and it was very odd, man. It was very odd. I didn't get to exchange presents with many people. I didn't have a lot in the way of Yuletide cheer, but I did have some interactions with people, and I would like to share it with you right now. Would you be interested in doing that with me? You're going to share it with me anyway. Yeah. God damn it. Now, what I would like to share with you, Tyler... If you'll go into your email, is our resident porn? What's he, what's Doctor Drusifer called? Correspondent. What? Why? I invented that. Why can't I get it? I don't know. I'm not sure. Fucking idiot. <laughs> no, uh, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am, Tyler. Stupid. Uh, but <laughs> that's not how we talk to ourselves. You're right. You're totally right. I just made a mistake there. He sent me his Christmas cheer, and I would like for you to go ahead and open that up and describe to the audience what you're looking at. Okay, opening the first picture, and what the fuck? This is the way that Dr. Drusifer celebrates Jesus' birthday, Tyler. Please describe to me what you got going on. So it's a Merry Christmas card. Beautiful. Good no, start. No, it's not beautiful. Good it's, start. Uh, it's, what's her name? Is it Sister Mary? Is it... Uh, 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 What's the figure's name? The, the Virgin Mary. The Virgin right? Mary. Thank you. I'm not looking at it. Let me open up my phone. Go ahead. Yeah, continue. go right ahead. And she is uh, sitting with her legs up the way you would in a gynecologist <laughs> chair, like stirrups. I'm against this, by the way. And I don't know if I if I passed on that this is not for me. And there is a demon baby looking thing, like an imp, uh, a demon <laughs> crawling out of her bloody vagina. And again, I am against this. And 
Jesus in this photo looks not unlike Alfred E. Newman, the mascot from Mad Magazine. I was going to go uh, Voldemort. <laughs> we, don't, we don't say that in here, Tyler. Uh, so that is just so everybody knows the type of people that I'm surrounding myself with. Again, unorthodox Christmas, unorthodox Christmas greetings. I, and I know he's going to hear this. I'm just going to say this right now. Our uh, porn respondent, he is now latched onto the show. He is a part of this show. There's he, nothing we can do about it. He is. He is one day going to murder you in, in a heat of passion. And may I say, uh, when the cops show up, they're like, he has a full flashlight inserted in his throat. How did mm-hmm. that happen? Mm-hmm. I welcome it. I have thought many times about how I'm going to die, and uh, it would be an honor, Dr. Drusiver. Now, moving on, I am going to need for you to go, and for all of you who don't know, this is our new segment, You've Got Mail, where I train Tyler like a Pavlovian dog to fear life around him. So if you will go into your email, Tyler, please go into number two. Now, before you open it, this is what... One of the few things that Nicole bought me, and, the, and here's the thing, my relationship is something that's going on in my life, it's now become part of the show, and I just want for you guys to realize who I surround myself with. Please describe to the audience. Can I open it up oh, now? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was waiting for you to dismount. I am a bit verbose. Okay, so now it is a, it's a candle. Right. It's a candle, yeah. It says, uh, and I, I can read, I love you. Uh, on the on the label. All right, now scroll down to the next picture. The next picture, and the and it, the entire title of the candle is out for all to see. And it says, "I love you for your personality, but that dick is a huge bonus." That dick is a huge bonus. So again, what I'm interested in here is being vulnerable with the audience and flaunting she- your wang. Not yet, Tyler. Okay. Right. And so that, I thought that was a cute little thing. Not a big deal, but it leads me to just one final thing. Again, I didn't see a lot of people, so I don't have a lot to flaunt here. But Nicole also bought me a pair of underwear. Okay. Now, I would like to share this pair of underwear with you without any sort of judgment. Without just, I want you to be open to the experience. There isn't a third photo in here, so that means he's wearing the underwear. I am wearing gonna, the underwear. He's going to take his pants now, off again. And here's the thing. They're going to be super tiny. I don't want to see this. They are tiny. And not unlike, you know, an eye patch over my schlong. But here's the thing. Normally, what it, did I do? in the past. What have I done? You pray for dicks, you get them, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> not like this. Cloudy with the chance of his balls. So here's the thing, Tyler. I normally on this show when I have dropped my pants in the past, which has happened a couple times more than I could count. Yeah. On one schlong. Mm -hmm. It's been for shock value. I don't want this to be for shock value. I want you to truly take in what I'm about to show you. Of course. Please, please use different phrasing. I'm not taking in anything. Oh my God. Oh, there's a picture of her holding your penis and balls. Oh my God. Is that not the most thoughtful present you've ever seen? I can't look away. I'm looking right at my brother's schlong. Tyler, is that not amazing? It's, what? it's she's she's hugging the the where the penis is. Wearing a Santa hat. And um, I gotta tell you, baby, you knocked this one out of the park. Let the celebration begin. <laughs>